Hola everyone, welcome back to Singled Out on 99.1 WQEE. I am so excited because this month we are honoring missionaries and people who have programs that are dedicated to bringing the word to people in the United States and outside of the United States. Now to the moment of inspiration. So today's moment of inspiration comes from Galatians 6, 9, which says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. A lot of times when we're doing the right thing, we're not getting recognized for it. And it can be a really frustrating situation to feel like you just keep working and working and working or doing your best at something and nobody seems to know what you're doing. But I just want to let you know that if this is you today, know that God sees you and that if you continue to keep doing good things and just keep being that example in your community or in your family, that God sees your heart and he will bless you and your family for it. So don't give up. All right, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Jeannie in the studio with us from Actines. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Singled Out. I'm so excited because today we have Jeannie in the studio with us today. And I'm so excited. She is the leader over Act Teens over at First Baptist Church of Noonan. And it's so great to have you on the show today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so my first question for you is, can you tell us about what inspired you to create Act Teens? Um, well, uh, Act Teens is actually, um, a program that, um, our church has done for a very long time. So I personally did not create it. Um, okay. I kind of done my own thing with it though. Um, <laughs> but Act Teens is a part of a larger ministry program. Um, that was actually uh, established and done by the Women's Mission Union or the WMU. Okay. Um, that is an auxiliary program or auxiliary ministry that helps out um, many churches, especially those who are part of the Southern Baptist Convention. So. Right. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So you said that your church has been doing it for a while. So you kind of just lead it, correct? Yes, I, I lead it. So um, I, this will be my second year leading it. Um, before that, we had other leaders who were doing it. Um, I came on board um, uh, the same time my husband was hired at the church as the youth pastor. Oh, okay. Okay, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, so my second question is that preteens and teens are generally like separate from like the kids in the church and they can have problems with staying involved. So in your opinion, how does act teens keep this age group involved in church? Um, I think what's so cool and unique about act teens and programs like it, um, it provides an opportunity to continue that discipleship right? Um, with, with kids. Um, but the, the great thing is that it also simultaneously um, focuses on the, the importance and the significance of missions as right. well. Um, and so for ACT teens, this provides uh, 
uh, opportunity. We do it for our middle school girls is okay. who we focus on. And so, so our sixth through eighth grade middle school girls, this provides them an opportunity to not only, you know, grow deeper in their relationship with God or learn about God more deeply. Um, they are able to learn more about missions. They're able to um, be given an opportunity not only to find their own identity in, in Christ, but then take that and use it um, uh, in an incredible way right. um, to, for them to take that new identity and see how it applies in the world around them. Um, and usually that is done, you know, through missions and how they can serve those around them. Right. And I love that because I think middle school is the time where a lot of people like establish their identity, you know, in Christ. Because, you know, in elementary school, maybe they went to a church and their parents were there and maybe they were kind of pushing them. But like as they got into middle school, it's more on them to start to build that relationship with Christ for themselves, you know. Yeah, and that's the one of the things, um, you know, we in the church are very, um, you know, are very passionate and does, you know, have a deep desire for is to encourage and to equip the parents as being the spiritual leaders in their home because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are going to dictate for these kids the importance and the significance of the church and the involvement in church. So it's not going to come from us. You know, it's going to come from the parents before it comes from us. Yes. And that's a big thing, too, is that the parents have a lot to do with um, Christianity and with faith, because if the parents don't really push it, then the kids are not going to magically just somehow get to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot harder for to, to reach um, a, a kid in that regard if if the parents have already kind of set the attitude and the approach of church um but the kids will naturally adopt that as their own personal you know belief until they encounter something that tells them otherwise right um do you mind me asking like what was your church background like well it's really funny because uh, actually <laughs> um i did not grow up in the, the southern baptist church oh wow um, i actually um, my, I actually grew up here in Noonan. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was actually the senior pastor at First Christian Church of Noonan. Right. Um, and so that's where I grew up. I grew, I grew up out of that denomination of the Christian churches, you know, Church of God, Church of Christ. And um, but my dad, you know, he was very adamant about, you know, us learning how to find our faith. Right. You know, and that, you know, his, I think his mindset was more like, you know, he goes, I- I'm fine if you go to a Baptist church, I'm fine if you go to a Presbyterian <laughs> church, you know, I don't care as long as you're in church. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he also was, he and my mom were both also very influential in encouraging me to, um, to see the incredible beauty of being a part of a church, being in ministry. Right. And so, um, so when I was in sixth and seventh grade, they encouraged me to get involved and serve in the church in some capacity. And so I think, I think that's the other thing that parents can do. And even the church itself can do is to help young teenagers you know six seventh and eighth graders help them see they have a place in the church to serve right. you know many times we wait until they're like in high school or older college-age students 
Um, and a lot of people will make the reference or say the phrase of like, you know, well, the children, the kids, the teenagers, they're the future of the church. Right. Well, no, they're, they're present generation of the church. And exactly. They need to know <laughs> that they have a place in the church now, not, you know, years down the road. Right. Yeah, I really do love that because as a middle schooler, my parents did the same thing. They made sure that we were in church and it made a big impact on who I am today for sure. Okay, so my third question is, there are generally two types of missions, at home here in the U.S. and then missions abroad. Which missions would you say that ACT Teens focuses on? We actually focus on all of them. So um, uh, as somebody who's been on the mission field, who served in the various um, areas of missions, Mm -hmm. um, I believe that all are called to do missions right. and we are like you look at scripture um you look at the great commission you know in matthew you look at you know jesus's last words to his disciples before he ascends in acts one mm-hmm. you know he gives these mandates of going out and you know teaching others and this is not a mandate that's just given to just a certain group of people who feel called to it it's everyone right. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, oh, well, if you feel called to do it, then, you know, you know, God love you. You know, we'll send you out. Right. Exactly. No, everyone's called to do it. And so because everyone's called to do it, there's a place, you know, there's an area of missions that everyone is felt called to do that, whether that's local, like in your own town, whether that's a state level, whether, you know, serving in like a disaster relief and you're going to another town in another area of your state. Right. Um, it could be nationally. It could be, um, you know, going to another state and serving there. That was one of the things I used to do a lot in college was I was going to other states and serving, especially after oh, Katrina wow. happened. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was helping out with Katrina at times. Um, and even internationally. So I teach my girls um, that everyone's called. Everyone has a place in missions. Right. And where God calls you to missions is going to be different from everyone else, whether exactly. that's in your area or elsewhere. You know, it could be farther reaching, but you're called. And so it doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. And it doesn't matter whether or not you think you are officially, quote unquote, retired from doing ministry in the church. You're called to do missions until God calls you home right exactly so so yeah yeah, I love that you mentioned that because my life really did change when I went on my first mission trip to Mexico and it was amazing yes I went to Oaxaca Mexico I actually was a missionary in uh, Matamoros Mexico for a year oh wow that's so cool yeah so I was with an organization uh, out of Gainesville, Georgia, called mm-hmm. Adventures in Mission. They had a program called the First Year Missionaries. And so me and a group of about 15 other college oh, wow. students went and we lived there for about like nine, 10 months. That's amazing. And we did everything there. We did ministry in the the neighborhoods. We did ministries in the schools, um, low-income mm-hmm. hospitals, orphanages, prisons. Like we kind of did it all. Wow. Wait, what did you say was the name of that program again? Um, the name of the program was First Year Missions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if it still exists anymore, but oh, yeah. <laughs> Adventures, the the program, the organization Adventures and Missions itself, um, their biggest, most well known one is called um, I think it's World Race. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, they have mi- kid, uh, they have people who are missionaries. They will go around the world, and for about a month time, they'll be living in a new country each month wow. and doing missions there. That's and they'll amazing. do that for a span of about 11 months. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, what I was saying is about Mexico. Cause, <laughs> but I was saying I loved it so much. But I also realized when I came back that I can do missions right here at my home. You know, my church has my church has a program that they go out and they give out food to the homeless. And it's just like, you know, I love that you can go outside, but maybe if you don't have the money to travel that far, you can always just do missions right in your neighborhood. You know, there's always people who need to hear about Jesus. Yeah, and it may be that your mission field isn't a group of people. It may not be, you know, a particular, you know, um, field of, you know, justice even. Right. You know, it may be just a small group of people. It may be just one person. Yeah. But it is your mission field. It is what you're called to do. I, I was always told growing up that one of the first mission fields, especially for us women, um, is the home. Yes, it is. And so our children mm-hmm. are our first mission field. And I, when I was younger and, and when I first had kids, I was just so, I was just so drained and so yeah. worn out. <laughs> I, I understand like, I don't know how this could be a mission field, but now that I'm older and now that my kids are older, I see like that very much is a mission field, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what I like to tell you know women when I talk about it is that it's not the only mission field you have, right? Exactly. So it's it's yes, you need to invest in your home and in your children as a mission field, but you also are called to other mission fields outside of the home, right? And we don't need to be scared of that, exactly. Either, so. Yeah, and that's a big thing too is like if you skip out on that mission field at home, your kids are going to grow up feeling a lot of confusion about what is going on and with Christianity and what even all of it means. So you have to be very careful, make sure you instill those good values, you know. That's right. That's right. Awesome. All right. So our last question is, do you think it's important for youth to have spaces just for them and why or why not? Um, at this time in their life, I think it is important to kind of step back and give them the space to, um, you know, figure out who they are, right? figure out what their passions are, um, figure out, you know, how God kind of plays the picture in their life, help them, you know, but also, you know, give them that space, but also kind of put in place those guardrails as well around that Mm -hmm. space so that not because we're trying to keep them in but just as a sense of precaution for them and just let them know it's like you know yes here's your space figure this out you know about yourself about your calling and everything but be careful because you know if you hit this guardrail too hard you're gonna go flying and right you're telling where you're gonna land exactly you know? <laughs> so you gotta be careful in that regard but i think with act teens and with programs like act teens and uh challengers which is the boy version right. of act teens for and then you have your ras and gas and all that you know i think those spaces provide kids a little bit more of that independence right that searching of identity which we want 
um, and and we all have wanted as a, as somebody, but it also does it in a very healthy, safe, constructive way, right? Um, in which you know is God honoring and biblical as mm-hmm. well, and it helps them to find who they are in Christ. It helps them to understand that, and then out of the overflow, helps them to see how they can take that overflow and invest it and use it to make a difference in the world right. for the kingdom of God. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because sometimes if you leave teens or just even young adults to their own devices and you say, here, here's your space, do whatever you want. Sometimes they'll create something that was not supposed to happen. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being married to my husband. Well, it's so funny because my dad, when, when I was growing up, he was um, he was a youth pastor. To yeah. With, and now I've married a pastor mm-hmm. and so after all the years of experience of youth ministry and seeing what teenagers can do in youth ministry mm-hmm. it's like you see how sometimes those boundaries can be pushed right yeah <laughs> some of the things they can do but at the same time it's like you shake your head and you're like why why did you do that and then at the same time you shake your head and you're like god why do i love these kids so much right exactly <laughs> And sometimes you you just love them and you want to be there for them, even, you know, and I tell my husband, I joke, I said, you know, at least it won't be a boring life right now. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And and I feel like sometimes they have to push those guardrails so that when they go into their adult life, they're not like slapped in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have that little boundary push in them, you know? (laughs) Yeah. and, And I think also, you know, developmentally that it helps them form stability yes. and stability is a huge thing for a kid mm-hmm. if they know there are certain rules certain boundaries that there is no movement or wiggle room to they realize there is so there is such thing as a safe place for them right exactly um but some people think that if if it's there it's going to hinder me from being what i want to be right and that, that, <laughs> you know and all that stuff well there's a reason why it's there it's because the rest of us who've already gone through life so, so far we know what's beyond that boundary we yeah. know how dangerous and, exactly. and damaging it can be so we're just doing this to, to protect you, you whether or right. not you stay behind it that's your call but you know <laughs> yeah it's your decision so right well it's been so much fun talking to you today um would you mind just telling our audience how they can find you and maybe get involved even if they're not like in the actual group sure absolutely we are at first baptist church in noonan georgia we happen on wednesday nights at six fifteen, and we are about 45 minute program uh, uh believe our address is 15 west washington street here right in yes um, you can uh, find out more information on our website. Um, if you go to fbcnoonan.org, um, you'll be able to find more uh, out about, if you look under our, our ministries program um, for our students and youth, you'll find out more information about us there. Um, you can always serve with us. We always love having people who come in and want to serve with us. Right. So sometimes in our church, you know, that could be anything from serving in the teens with the children, mm-hmm. you know, however, but for us in act teens, you know, if you just want to come and help us out when it comes to 
uh, raising money for local missions or you right. know international missions. We we you know donations are always welcome. Uh, we also help out with local ministries like um, the AO House, um, our pregnancy center, okay. bridging the gap. Many of the other local ministries here in the uh, in Coweta County, we help out with um, collecting you know um, resources for them as well. So. Um, so yeah, awesome. you're always welcome to come by and see us anytime. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, if you ever want to come back, you're always welcome. I always love supporting groups that support youth and teens. I think it's just so important. And that as we like build more spaces for them, you know, that can become the world changers they were always meant to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be glad to. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Today's song of the week is Never Lost by C.C. Winings. I love this song because it encourages me that no matter what I go through, God knows what's happening and that he never lost a battle so I could put my faith in him. Without further ado, here is the song of the week, Never Lost by C.C. Winings. To listen to the song of the week, you can visit my Spotify playlist at www.tinyurl.com slash positivelygabrielle 